0: Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with even if your company is generating a million dollars or more the stories from our great guest and jeremiah's own first-hand experiences will propel your business forward and now here's your host jeremiah jennings what's going on everybody thank you so
1: much for tuning in to an episode today here on the growing green podcast this is your host jeremiah jennings and Guys, this is one of the most pumped interviews I've had in a while. Uh, we're sitting down with Chase, Chase. Chase, too, yep. From John Deere, and you are the commercial guy. I am this the commercial is the one guy, dude. yep. This is the one that I'm excited for. We're going to talk about all things commercial mowers today. I don't even know how deep we're going to be able to go, but I want to go as deep as you can. As deep as the onion you can peel, we're going to, we're going to peel it. Yeah, we'll uh, go so. as deep
2: as you want to go, and if I can't answer it, I'll tell you I can't answer it. But, yeah. Um I don't think nothing's off the table.
1: I hear you, man. Well, all right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your history with deer. Uh, if you you do have one thing, right, then you got a southern accent. We already talked about I, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and we were talking, like, I talk on the show all the time. There's a southern accent there's a country accent. Yours is more of a southern. Yours isn't, yeah. yours isn't too country. E- Eastern North Carolina. Yep. Where, so how far? I was born in North Carolina. Yeah. But I didn't live there long enough to know, like, geographically where everything's at. I was born yeah. in Asheville.
2: Okay. So how far so are you yeah, from Asheville? Oh, yeah. Four hours.
1: Long way. Other yeah. side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we spent some time in Asheville. was pretty this time of year. Oh, it's awesome, dude. Man, it's crazy. Do yeah. you drive... Did you get to drive through the mountains at all coming up here, or did you fly? I, uh, we flew. Okay.
2: Uh, one of my guys drove. Uh, he drove up the uh, the electric stand on, so he he ha- he took the scenic route this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So he, he drew the short straw.
1: Yeah. I, hey, you get to pull that thing behind you though. You're in good company. <laughs> so, well, let's hop into it, dude. Uh, commercial mowers is what our audience is listening to for the most part. It's like, hey, man, let's get a. I want a good mower. I yeah. want a mower that's going to fit my business. I want a mower that's not going to break down. Yeah. Um, that's a huge thing, and so. Let's talk. Let's go ahead and just br- jump into it. Let's talk about what's new, what's coming out with the Quick Track. This thing is made. It's been hot on socials. We've yeah. seen it going around. I mean, you make a few videos and things, and it and it blows up. Yeah. Battery is uh, electric is where we're going. That's yeah. where the industry's going. Um, so, talk to me about it, man. Tell us a little bit about what the cr- the new Quick Track is.
2: Yeah. So the new Quick Track is kind of a, a John Deere ground up design, right? So yeah. for years, um, going back to 2013, we we introduced um, what. The product that we're replacing now was a partnership with uh, with Wright Manufacturing. Yeah, it's a great partnership for both companies. They learned a lot about manufacturing. You know, we got at the time what we thought was considered the best kind of stand-on mower out there, um, one of
1: the best ones. Yeah, yep,
2: yep. So got got a lot of time for Ed Wright and and that family. Um, in 2016, we started bringing that product in house and manufacturing it, and then a few years ago, um, you know, it's time to start looking at you know what the future of this product was. We wanted a chassis that was uh, kind of our chassis of the future, and that was really our investment strategy. So it was a, it was a, a chassis, a platform that we could do obviously our, our gas engines on, uh, but also our future uh, investments around electric yeah. uh, as well, and then into the future, you know, autonomy uh, as well. Yeah, gas is where it's at right now. We understand everybody's interested in electric, and yeah. there's a lot of demos going on. I don't know how many sales are actually happening. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> a lot of demos, though.
2: A lot of demos going on, a lot of interest. That seems to be what everybody wants to talk about. But at the end of the day, right, gas products still uh, still produce revenue for you guys and, right. and make tall grass short. So uh, that's the bread and butter. And so we had to get that part of the portfolio right, um, and uh, we, we've just been super excited. Uh, you know, again started on this project three years ago. Uh, kind of the goals of the project were to, if possible, uh, get the seven iron deck on there, right? Yeah. That's been been a, a really uh, key driver of our commercial mowing portfolio for, for 25 years now. Yeah. Uh, really proven in the market. Uh, we like the integrated transaxles from our Z900s. Um, you know, that uh, eliminate a lot of lines, um, a lot of problems from having separate pumps and motors, um, but could we put those components together in an architecture that made sense for a stand on Yep. Yep. And achieve the weight distribution and the performance that people were looking for. Yeah. Um, admittedly, we got it wrong the first time, mm-hmm. um, and and but we quickly realized and pivoted and and figured out the secret sauce, um, and have been on kind of this trajectory for the last two years. Um, we've ran it with. Over forty different customers for the last two years. Really, in addition, yep. In addition to our internal testing as well, and. It's always a good sign when you uh, when you re- leave it with a customer for a couple weeks and you go back. Yeah. Um, and it's not sitting in the corner saying, "Hey, hey, we enjoyed running your yeah. mower." It's sitting in the corner. Yeah. And you you get, it can get
1: it out of here. here. Get it out of here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when it when you're waiting on it to come back on the trailer at the end of the day and and the guys, you, you know, are like, hey man, can we just write you a check and you just leave it here? Yeah. That's always a good sign. And that was uh, every single person that ran it that was that was the response that we yeah, got so yeah
1: that's awesome so what would you are all of these that were, <laughs> so we're sitting here looking at a whole fleet of quick tracks yeah. which is crazy got the whole portfolio here is it all are most of these that we're looking at this new design or?
2: so so our east e, e tra- uh e series so we've got three series our yeah. e and m and an r so we wanted to leave a line leave behind a legacy chassis that's kind of the right chassis mm-hmm. Uh, there's those customers that love that chassis. They're kind of loyal to it. Yeah. Uh, it also fits the 36-inch deck very well. So we've yeah. got uh, so the E series we have two deck configurations with a 36 and a 48. Again, kind of the legacy chassis. Uh, when you start with the M, it's it's all new, kind of ground-up John Deere design. Uh, we've got three different uh, configure engine configurations. Uh, you can go 48, 54, 60. 23-and-a-half horse Cowie, uh, 27, 852cc carbureted Cowie. And then we've got the new 34-and-a-half Evo Cowie EFI uh, on there as well. So yeah. The M is is really kind of the landscape contractor um, kind of part of uh, of the portfolio. And then you've got the R-Spec, um, which is kind of the the, the ZK machine yep. for us. yep. Um, so we've got 5460 and you can get that with the, uh, with the 27, um, 852 CC Cowie carb or the 34 and uh, Cowie Evo EFI. Okay.
1: So you were ramping up on that, yep. on that R series. That's, yep. That was a question I had because, so uh, it's not a tough question to you. I, you can explain all of it, but I've always, I've thought to myself personally, like, why is deer not upping their horsepower on these stand-ons? Yeah. You look at other units and you're like, Dude, these horsepowers are crazy. I mean, you're getting really how your ground speeds are are yep. really top yep. of the line. I mean, yep. what was the what was the holdback? So now hearing that you're changing that, what has been the like the process of that looked like?
2: Yeah. So so the process was we could invest in kind of the old chassis, or we could invest in the chassis of the future. And yeah. so for the last three years. While people felt like we were getting behind, and we were admittedly, um, the reality was we were investing in this, and it doesn't make sense to invest in kind of two different chassis, particularly in a a three-year window. The payback for us is really not there. Yeah, Um, and so you know, you talked about speed. You you know, when you change things like ground speed and horsepower, they're really functional requirements of the machine. Yeah. Uh, and while it sounds easy on paper, the engineering behind it is quite complex, right? Um, you got um, y- y- you go up from a let's just say a seven twenty six cc class engine to yeah. an eight fifty two cc or a nine ninety nine. Right, all your driveline components have to change and have to be reevaluated. So, so you can't just take a a 23 and, a half and and go to to a 999 or a 993 cc block engine. Yeah, y- you got to reevaluate drivelines, fleet angle. It changes everything. Everything. <laughs> it man. changes everything. everything. In long and yep. short,
1: it changes everything. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So, the 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 future. Obviously, you got new systems, new designs. Yeah. Um, when are they coming to market? When is when is this stuff going live?
2: Yeah. So we start taking orders on Tuesday of next week. Really? So, uh, yeah. So uh, so our dealers, we're taking retail orders first. So if our dealers, um, you know, if you're interested, um, get get with a dealer. We can work through getting an order in the system as early as this Tuesday. Um, we start shipping in mid December. Yeah.
1: So the date. Let's see. What would that date be? October. The end of October. We'll say end of October. Yeah. Um. So, are you shipping for the the gas powered ones? Yeah, we're not talking electric yet, not right? Talking That's electric still yeah. how far are we on that? A couple so, years. So, electric, I, w-
2: I would say a couple of years for yeah. us. I mean, our our motive motivation on electric's a little bit different. Um, the 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 engineering of the machines, I, I would say, for the most part, done. Yeah, we feel really good. Yeah, um, we we know how it stacks up against um, some of the products that are in the market, and we feel comfortable about that. Um, I still struggle with the adoption and the economics of electric right now. Yeah. Um, So we're going to sit on ours for a little bit longer, kind of see how the market matures. But uh, for anybody listening, just because we're not in market doesn't mean that we're behind. Oh, 100%. You you can see it sitting right there. And it's, It's for the most part, a finished product. Yeah. No, this
1: see, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful thing. I think you are relating to so many guys right now because... The problem is like one price. Price is a huge thing right now. People are like, it's so expensive to buy an electric mower. Oh yeah, for sure. And what comes with that is like they're still in so much test phase. Like yeah. you're going to go spend 30, 40 grand on a mower, whatever your brand. Like we're not putting a price on whatever brand is, and you're like essentially you're testing it because they're still so new. Like when you buy ours, you will
2: not be testing it. I can assure you.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, but that's the, that's the thing yeah. because because they're not going to production right, right now. Right. Yeah and that's what me and eric have talked about we talked about it last year at the show we just talked about it here 10 minutes ago like when when deer test their stuff they're testing it internally like to its max oh yeah it when they go when it goes to a to a consumer the consumer's gonna put it to work yeah and that's it like end of story it's gonna go to work and obviously you're gonna have some things that you probably work through but like that's what the back end is that's what that's what you do now
2: yeah which is what i
1: love because like I don't have time to be taking it to the dealer. Yeah. Let's be honest.
2: We, we oftentimes get a lot of slack for kind of being slow, and it, and it's warranted in some cases. Um, in other cases, the reality is our test cycle um, is 12 to 18 months longer than some of our leading competitors. Yeah. Just because we just test longer. You just do it, yeah. Right? I mean, our standards, our internal standards. Um, but I guarantee
1: you, I guarantee you, <clears throat> you can tell me with, with a straight face, no lie. In those 12 to 18 months, y'all have found problems that you wouldn't have caught if you wouldn't have done that. We
2: make the industry better. And yeah. I think if you'll talk to any um, kind of OEM supplier, particularly engine suppliers and transmission suppliers, they will tell you that the testing that we do improves everybody Yeah. because they improve their engines and their transaxles and w- whatever, n- name a component.
1: During that time. During that like time, from, and everybody
2: yeah. else reaps that benefit. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, it, it's... But it's kind of who we are. It's in our DNA, and that's yeah. okay for us. Right?
1: Yeah. Hey, so. I, I love it, dude. No, I'm a big fan. That's that is literally like a huge reason that I've said from day one. I'm an avid Deer user. Yeah. And well, it's, thank you by the way. It, yeah, absolutely. But it's because like the product doesn't break. Like it doesn't mess up. Like obviously things happen. They all break. Things happen. <laughs> but it doesn't break yeah. to. It doesn't break to a to a point of what. I've seen out there, and and that's the thing. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, "Yeah, deer, your deer's not going to break down. It's going to break down. It's going to have its like. There's service departments for a reason. (laughs) Service guys got to have jobs, but it's just the 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 way that y'all back the product. That's what I love. I mean, you stand behind what you put out there. And so, let's talk transition to another side. So we talk quick track. Let's go to the the Z series, the sit downs. I mean, that's um, and and we're saying gas powered because I think. Guys are just not fully ready to bring in electric. There's still a lot of pushback. There's still a lot of things. And so you're – and that's what we talked about last year was like, hey, we're going to embrace electric, but we're not getting rid of our gas. Like, our gas is going nowhere anytime soon.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, the the gas is still the workhorse. I said it earlier. It still rings true. It's going to be the workhorse for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean uh, – I'm not anti-electric. I think we as an industry and, and you specifically in the landscape contractor space and we supporting you guys, we need to be the advocates of change. And, and we're some of the, uh, the largest advocates for uh, environmental stewardship of anybody, right? Yeah. You, if if you're not, yeah. guess what? You're not employed, right? Exactly. And and so well, that's just where we're at in
1: life. That's where we're at in time. Exactly.
2: Like. Um, so while there's a huge amount of, of benefits that come with electric, right? Noise, vibration, carbon offset, um, but there's also some unintended consequences yeah. that come with that, right? Yep. Yep. Can I get through the day? I got a I got a three X purchase price for the same productivity. Yep. How, how do I change my cost structure? Do I change my cost structure? How do, we, um,
1: how do we recover that?
2: Like, right? Can you? Yeah. Can you recover? Will your market allow you exactly. to recover it? Right? Some some people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm charging extra, and other people are like, my my market we won't, can't. my yeah. market won't accept it. Right? So so economics still drive um, the the landscape contractor space. Governmental for electrics is a little bit different. Their um, their their motives are um, you know good in nature, but um, you know obviously they're doing it for a budget and. The politicians give them the budget, and yeah. you know if they get it, they can spend it. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah. Um, you, you got to make a living. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, Z9s, yeah. uh, let's transition over there. I, I, I wanted to go on that electric hiatus there for a minute. Because, for sure. Because, I, I mean, electric's coming, right? We all see it, uh, a lot of benefits, but there's also unintended consequences, right?
0: This is your invitation to Law Academy Live 2023 in Novi, Michigan, Saturday, November 11th. The lineup is power packed. You won't want to miss it. Learn from incredible speakers like Leroy Maines, Keith Kalfas, Caleb and Brittany Allman, Sam Gimbel, Weston Zimmerman, and Jeff Joyner, just to name a few. Tickets are on sale now and hurry because seating is limited to just 300. Hey, what's up? It's Keith
1: Kalfas. Get your tickets now for the 2023 Launchpreneur academy
0: live once you purchase your ticket you'll be added to our private facebook group where you can network with other attendees get access to the discounted hotel room block and get the inside scoot for the friday night party brought to you by kohler thank you to this year's sponsors x SureTrack track trailers yard book and, and boss, boss snowplow for helping to bring this incredible event to life We can't wait to see you November 11th, Novi, Michigan at Launtrepreneur Academy Live 2023. Get your ticket today at LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. Launtrepreneur Academy Live.
1: Exactly And it's gonna be It's gonna be a process That everyone works through Absolutely And that's why I like That's why I'm so like Such a fan And an advocate of like Hey Let's work through this At the beginning So when we do Bring it to market Like it's go time. Like we're embracing, yeah. and we're going.
2: This is a fa- th- this industry um, is going to change more in the next ten years yeah. than it's changed in the last thirty years, yeah. if not forty years.
1: You, are you saying mainly just because the whole electric thing?
2: I think electric autonomy. You can't find people, yeah. right? Wages are going up. I mean, what what you were paying somebody 15 fifteen, eighteen hour uh, dollars an hour a few years ago? Now you're paying twenty to twenty five. Yeah, right. Um, and, and so, so just you know. The the investment in technology, not only from us, but from every major OEM in here uh, today, I mean, it's just through the roof. We want to create tech that um, is purpose-driven. That's a big saying at John Deere, purpose-driven tech. We don't want to do tech for tech. We want to do tech that creates value for you, and that solves a problem. Um, and, And so that's the journey that we're on um, and we're pouring a lot of a lot of money and R and D to it right now that you'll see in the next probably three to five years. Yeah, that's
1: what I was going to say. Are there any significant? Obviously, if they're coming, you probably can talk about them. But anything that that we can expect coming in the Z series changes wise? I mean, as far as like updates and things.
2: Yeah, so so Z nine hundred has been our, our workhorse, yeah. right? Um, I mean, the industry unit. It's it's still the largest segment of, yeah. of the market by a long shot. Um, yeah. So um, I would say. EFI is a current gap for us right yep, now. I, yep. I think uh, we'll see something coming on that in um, in the near future. To come, yeah. Yep, um, and then we need to start thinking about um, you know what is the next vintage of sit down zero turns. Um, yeah, um, and, and I think there's there's some technology that comes into play in there. There's technology that makes sense. Um, you know, can you get rid of all the belts and idlers and pulleys and springs on a mower deck and you know still still have like an electrically driven mower deck that you don't have to deal with the batteries for mm. example that solves a lot yeah. of problems
1: you talking you talking some serious stuff right there like yeah. Yeah. If you can solve
2: that there's a lot of parts in there like there's yeah. 100 parts in in a mower deck right yeah. um and, and any one of those you know bearing goes down you break a spring you throw a belt yeah you're down for two or three hours yeah at best at at best at best, at best. Yeah. that's
1: that's if you keep parts in stock on your truck like keep extras and yeah yeah um, i, I think
2: i think i think we need to make the industry needs to make smart um decisions relative to creating value for you guys yeah um, and, and, yeah, we need to figure out what Utopia looks like. Utopia looks like the all-electric mower and some of the, yeah. you know, autonomous electric stuff. And and uh, it, it's sure to come. But, you know, between here and there, there's still a lot of value that can be created around solving real-world problems that you deal with every day. Yep. um I'll give you an example like skid steers, right? Years ago, every skid steer was mechanical linkage. Uh, now every skid steer is drive-by-wire, right? Yeah. Uh, you can customize the features and with that comes cost but with that comes like step function change in productivity yeah um, and, and so if the cost uh, if the cost benefit value proposition is there then it's a smart investment yeah so yeah
1: no i hear you man so let <clears throat> let's talk to somebody who's maybe starting out in business maybe they're they we're releasing this in fall of 2023 if if they're going into spring of 24 and they're like man i need to upgrade i need to get into a commercial grade mower i i'm not mowing Acres and acres at a time, but I need a good mower that's going to cut a bunch of neighborhood yards. It's going to I'm going to use it all day, every day. Like, what does John Deere offer commercial wise? What what would you What recommendation would you give to to a broad audience yeah. of like, hey, yeah. this is a this is a good like somewhat entry level. Let's get you in here to the commercial space, and you're going to have a good workhorse for it.
2: Yeah. So from a sit down zero turn, we got a couple starting points. We've got our Z7R series, so we've got the Z740R and the Z760R. Um, if you want to get into the nine hundreds, um, the starting point for me would be like a nine twenty or nine thirty. Yeah. Um, th- th- so what those is your real kind of workhorses?
1: What like, is your jump there, if you don't mind, in in a brief? I mean, obviously there's a big difference, but what are people looking at? Like, I'm going to go seven or a nine. What do you? What really differences are you getting?
2: Yeah. So so the Z seven is um, we kind of call that the, the 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 tweener machine. Yeah. It's. Um, So when we designed that machine, we designed it for kind of really large property owners, kind of estate customers, uh, startup landscape contractors. Um, We also designed it for equine customers um, uh, that mow a lot of acreage, but they have a lot of different operators. So Mm -hmm. the ergonomics of that machine... Are really um, easily adaptable to, you know, a, a son or daughter that comes home on Wednesday yeah. and needs to cut a couple acres, and then dad gets off on Friday night and he he needs to adjust it and finish up. Uh, and then there's kind of that community activist customer that we call, hey, it's the Good Samaritan who mows his property. He probably mows his a couple of elder, elderly people in the neighborhood. And yeah. Then, and then the, the church on Saturday before before Sunday service, right? Yeah. So Z7 is kind of that entry-level startup um, kind of customer. Z- Z9 is all right now. I'm starting. It, it's my main source of revenue, mm-hmm. right? Um, my my life and the ability to feed my family kind of depends on it. Yeah, that that's when you make the transition to a Z9. Um, you got similar power plants to Z7. Has got um, the the Kali FX engines. You got an 852 cc Opsin. Ten miles an hour, kind of Hydra Gear uh, transmissions, four year thousand hour warranty. Yeah. A little bit longer warranty on that machine. When you go to the Z9s, actually the warranty gets shorter because you guys turn you're, them and burn them, right? You're burning them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's so, it. So there is strategy in that, and sometimes people don't understand it. But yeah. um so Z9 is is kind of the the hey, I'm making a living now, and yeah. um you know, I, I this is the way to go. So.
1: The 9 Series is what I use. used it from day one. Love it. Uh, We've stuck with 930s. I think we're actually at a point where we're probably going to have to upgrade to like a 940, 950. Yeah. Um, and so, look, there's Colby. Yeah. Uh, he just, just walked in there. But uh, anyway um, – we are to the point where we're going to have to upgrade to is there a four? there's not a 40 it goes a straight to 50, a right there was
2: 45 at one time that model's been discontinued yeah. it was um it was an EFI model that's no longer in production so yeah. we have we have a 930m yeah and an r and then we jump to the 950 so okay. that's um the 30 is the um, the 25-horse, uh, 852cc Cowie. Yeah. Um, and then the 50 is the 27-horse. Uh, then you go to the big block, 999 stuff.
1: So you so, yeah, you really jump up at that yeah, point. Yeah, you
2: go to the 960s and 970s, which are kind of the 31 and then the 35-horse the yeah. uh, Cowie carbs.
1: What are we talking warranty-wise? That's the thing, because I'm, <clears throat> I'm a, personally, uh, guys know this on our show, like, this is what we do. We we'll do so, what works for your company, but, like, I'm a buy new get a good warranty type person there's a lot of guys that are buy used and cool if that works for your business do it but I'm a buy new there's a ton of value in having a good warranty and a warranty that the company stands behind Uh, what are y'all doing warranty wise for your commercial line
2: yeah, so our warranty is single-point coverage, so you don't have to go back to Cowie or Kohler or Briggs yeah. if you have an engine problem, right? The John Deere dealer is totally authorized uh, to be able to make the decision on your behalf. You don't have to wait for anybody to do that. Yeah. Same with transmissions. I know some of our competitors you know, have to go back to, to Tough Torque or Parker um, or Hydra Gear and kind of wait on that decision so, so, from a warranty, we're, we're single point, all-inclusive. Huge. Uh, Huge. There's a lot of value in that. Yeah. yeah, It's underestimated, undervalued. Yeah. We probably don't do a really good job ta- ta- talking about it enough, to yeah. be honest with you. You, you see the benefit yeah. in that. Um, um, f- the other thing is, you, you know, you need to also buy um, relative... You, you mentioned it to what works for you. Yeah. Right? I, I, if I'm going to turn my fleet every three years and I want it to stay mm. in warranty... Um, Hey, we got you covered, right? So yeah. our, our warranty terms are two-year unlimited, three years, um, up to 1,200 hours on the M's. Um, so if you get to the end of two years and you're less than 1,200 hours, you get that third year up to 1,200 hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, on our R-series machines, it's um, up to 1,500 hours on the yeah. third. And our new stand-ons follow that same protocol. So we're cool. we're actually matching the warranty on all of our machines. And, and here's why. We do a lot of leasing. Uh, We have an in-house finance company that serves the purposes of John Deere and their sole mission is to to help finance and and turn equipment. Yeah. Uh, It's a real distinct competitive advantage for us. So so if you're a company that uh, wants to turn every three years, you might want to consider leasing. Yeah. Um, For two, now we can match the whole package of equipment uh, Z stand ons and walk behinds with the same warranty term. Previously, yeah. we had different warranty terms, so you'd have to do kind of different leasing combinations. We might have to look that way. That's because
1: yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm <coughs> a two year. Turn and burn. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll run them two years, and then I'm trading in and getting new so, ones. So. so two
2: years for that is perfect because the residual value is higher because you got third-year warranty, which yeah. the dealer can, can then Can use. offer, yeah. Yep. Um, otherwise, if you turn it three, then, then the then, warranty yeah. kind
1: of... Okay, yeah, I that, see that. I see yeah. that. Yeah. So, so
2: two-year on a lease is the way to go uh, for, for commercial.
1: Yeah. No, that's really cool. Well, is there anything we missed? I mean, as far as the commercial line, I mean, that is, like I said, that's what we use and run every day. Uh, big fan of it. Stand behind it a lot. Is there yeah. anything... Anything new we missed? Anything other than with the Crick Tracks you want to hit on?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, again, walk-behinds. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk walk-behinds. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Walk-behinds walk for us is um, it, it's one of those products that um, a lot of people, when they think walk-behinds, people don't think John Deere. Uh, We redesigned our walk-behinds two years ago. Um, We feel like it's the best-in-class product out there. Really? Uh, Yeah, we took a twist on the the controls, uh, very similar to the ECS controls. But, you know, sometimes if that's what everybody's used to, you figure out how to make it better. That's right. Um, right. And and so that was our approach from an ergonomics uh, standpoint. I feel like the weight distribution's there. So if you got people listening that are interested in walk-behinds, we've got a great portfolio of M&R, The M is kind of the, I'll say residential, uh, you know, machine, lower price point, integrated transmission, doesn't quite have the curb clearance height. The R is the separate pump and motor combination, so you got really good curb clearance capabilities on and off um, (coughs) as well. So, Walks, uh, the new stand-on, super excited about it's been needing an update for several. I'll years. I'll be honest, it has. Oh, I mean, without I, question, I, right? I bought
1: one four years ago, and yeah. I was like, "This ain't gonna cut it." I mean, I'm totally yeah. honest. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It, it um, the, uh, the, the, the feature set had kind of gotten dated on it. Yeah. Um, and but it was that conversation earlier: do we invest in older and invest in new, and yep. h- hopefully we if people like what they see here today. And then the, again, the sit-down Z's uh, right now with the with the Z nines. Um, we, we need to make continuous, like what we call micro-innovations. Yeah, little stuff if, at a time. If yeah. it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. And the Z9 right. right now is a workhorse for us, and yeah. it's a workhorse in the industry. So it's like, hey, w- what do customers dislike? What do we need to do to continue tweaking um, to, to make those uh, improvements and then start investing in what is the next step function change as, yeah. we're, as we're starting to look mid to long term.
1: Yeah, I love it. I mean, we've got to be looking for the future. have got to be looking for the best things yet to come. Um, the best things are yet to come. I mean, yeah, that's the I think thing. so. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, deer.com. Is that, my, is that right? Is that yeah. where we need to be going? Yep. Check this stuff deer.com. out. Deer.com. So, yep. deer.com, local dealers. Uh, we were actually talking. I got a bunch of my local dealers that are actually here at the show. So, that's awesome. why I sh- shouted that out a little minute, uh, minute ago. But, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate your time coming on today. Thanks uh, for coming by, man. Yeah, absolutely. Glad, we, glad to meet you. Yeah, excited for We were
2: for... talking earlier. I followed you a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, knew you were a deer guy. Yeah, but, man. Uh, excited
1: for the future. I, I, I
2: love the content you're putting out.
1: Yeah, thank you, buddy. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to the show today. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us, and we look forward to catching everybody here on the next one.
0: Yeah, nothing runs like a of deer.
1: That's right. See you guys. There you go.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.